You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. How is everybody's power, I guess I should say? Do we have power? We all have internet now, finally? Fingers crossed. I'm on a hospital grid that's yeah. right so they didn't turn my power off. Oh, very nice. I think I might be yeah. too because I was one of the lucky people uh, that I'm one of the few people I know where the power like never went out. We didn't even have any of the rolling yeah. blackouts. The only thing that went out was my internet for a couple of days. Um, and even that I think was kind of tied to the other rolling blackouts that were going on. I'm sure whatever uh, facility was hosting my internet uh, just got the, the power snipped. Mm-hmm. So it was never even really the internet, just the power, I think. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I have yeah. a feeling because I'm I'm less than a couple of miles away from Baylor Scott and White, so maybe it's the hospital. I happen to be on the same grid, same as you, Ralph. But uh, yeah, I I got lucky. What about you guys, Jay? We had a couple outages on uh, Monday, and uh, I think we had a couple on Tuesday as well. Today, I figured it was going to be over, and then we got the email earlier today that was like. Uh, yeah, we're going to start rolling outages again. So <laughs> between the hours of nine made, and eleven p.m. on Wednesday, yeah, right. So fingers crossed that uh, it stays up for me here. Well, if anybody drops out, we'll we'll know it's uh, Texas ERCOT to, to blame. Yeah, Ugh, Jason, what well, about raise our so they can raise our prices? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, luckily, uh, uh, both my house and data center uh, have have remained online. Um, wow. I've got gas at home. Uh, so my heater uh, is gas, so that's good. Nice. Um, but yeah, we're really lucked out. Um, uh, you know, my my data center is off of a hospital grid. Uh, we're uh-huh. also in the business continuity district downtown. So I mean, there are blocks around me that are dark, uh, but we're still the bright shining beacon of power and connectivity. <laughs> so- <laughs> Dude, the, the same thing happened in my neighborhood. Like literally all of the houses on the other side of the street lost power and just got it back. I think yesterday uh, yeah. where wow. everybody on our side of the street and it's happened in reverse before. So we've been the unlucky ones and, and they've had power uh, and, and didn't realize they worked like that. I don't know what's special about our side of the street, but uh, I'm loving it. Yeah. Uh, if you're uh, close to a um, uh, fire department, Oh, I am. Uh, there is one right down the street. That's probably what it is. Yes, that's that's what it is. Uh, and if you do lose power, that means uh, more than likely the hospitals are running on generator. Ah, well, I had my little generator uh, queued up and ready to go. Oiled it up. Had the uh, propane tank connected to it just in case. Waiting to flip that switch, and then uh, never actually, needed it. We actually, when the when the power went off the first time, it was Monday about two a.m. Mm-hmm. is when it when it first shut off, and so we went out to go to start up the generator and it wouldn't start. Oh no. And it's because it was so cold that the oil was so thick that yeah. it wouldn't flow through. I was afraid of that. I actually brought mine indoors so it could get to yeah. room temperature just in case. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think it would do that. No. Yes. <laughs> I didn't think it would get that cold. It all just goes to show that, uh, yeah, if the grid ever goes down for real, uh, the, the Russians try to hack our electricity system. Uh, yeah, we, we'd all be fucked because, uh, <laughs> bottled water and toilet paper are in shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, luckily, one of the conspiracy theories going around that that's coming. Mm-hmm. That either Russia or China is going to detonate an EMP. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like Red yep. Dawn. Yep. We'll have to form uh, our own uh, unit to fight back in a high school. Oh, Wolverines. Wolverines. 
Well, well, luckily the power on the internet is uh, maintaining at least, hopefully, for the next hour and a half or so, uh, so that you can listen to this year' podcast, the 16-bit Gladiators, right here on the Next Wave Radio Network. Uh, I am your co-host Joel, and I'm joined always uh, by Jay. Hello. And we've got uh, regular Jason Jasinski is back in the house this week. How you guys doing? Uh, and also newcomer special guest uh, Ralph Wood. Is it Wood or Woods? Ralph Woods, right? Woods. Woods and. Greetings. Greetings. Welcome. Uh, I always like to have our new guests uh, introduce themselves and uh, tell us uh, what your history of video games is. Uh, I'm not sure what your age is, but I'm guessing since you're friends with Jay and Joe, uh, you're, you're right about our age, kind of early 40s. Uh, so I can only imagine that your history with video gaming uh, mirrors uh, our own. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know what yours is, actually, but I started playing video games on an Atari Yes. I take that back. I actually, I started on a Commodore 64, mm, and nice. then I got an Atari, and then I begged my parents for a Nintendo for about five years before I got one. But I've been playing per- games, and as well as board games and tabletop games oh, yeah. since I was a child, and it's still what I do today. I'm actually playing Terraria right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nice. And this week, uh, as we are wont to do, uh, tackling another topic, uh, wrestling a topic, if you will, uh, because we're going to be talking about fighting games. Um, and I, I don't think I need to clarify that when I say fighting games, I'm not talking about Streets of Rage. We're not talking about Final mm. Fight. We're not talking about brawlers. Those are, yeah, about, brawlers or beat 'em ups. Exactly. This is one on one, mano y mano fighting games uh, in the style of Street Fighter 2, which is among many games we're going to talk about. So, mm. um, listeners, if you're uh, into fighting games, uh, why don't you head on over to uh, our Facebook page, 16-Bit Gladiators. Let us know what your favorite fighting games are. Uh, also, I've thrown that topic out on our Twitter handle, which is at 16-Bit Gladiators. You can follow us there. You'll always know what topics we're talking about every week. Uh, and yes, this week's topic, fighting games. So, uh, man... Let's get right into it because there are a ton of fighting games. I was on Metacritic earlier because I kind of wanted to see what the highest rated ones were, uh, if, if they oh, were the same as idea, me. They are, there are hundreds of fighting games, and I, th- I thought I would know most of them. Turns out I probably only have heard of about uh, a third of them. So uh, Yeah, right. <laughs> be curious to see what your picks are, but uh, if you're anything like me, the obsession started with uh, the aforementioned Street Fighter 2, man, in 1991. I remember uh, the Pizza Hut that I grew up uh, in the little town where I grew up. Uh, that was our de facto arcade. Uh, it was a very small town, so if you wanted to play video games, you were going to head on over to the Pizza Hut and play any one of the dozen or so games. And uh, one day, here shows up this uh, Street Fighter 2 game with all these buttons and joysticks and... Um, didn't look like anything I'd, I'd played before. Of course, my history with arcade games was like, you know, Pac-Man, Frogger, like Donkey Kong, like the classics. These were single-player games, uh, or if there were two-player games like Galaga or, or Donkey Kong, you were taking turns, right? So just just right. seeing the two joysticks and all those buttons next to each other, it really stuck out in arcades. How about you guys? When did you first experience Street Fighter Two? Uh, I think it's go. about the same. Yeah, I think it's about the same at uh, uh, at the arcade. Um, my my actual first fighting game experience that I remember was Kung Fu in the oh, arcade. Yes, and it was there. Was, well, I mean, there was also an NES port of it, but um, but yeah, no, Street Fighter was like coming off of of the more simplified fighting games, like like the Kung Fu's and things like that. It was it's kind of a revelation. Like you had 
all these different moves that you could do, you had combos that you could do that it was faster. It was bigger characters and more detail. And it was just, it was like incredible to, to see it. Yeah. Had anybody ever heard of a street fighter one? <laughs> I actually never believed that it existed until just a few years ago. It's like, there's no way I've never actually seen it. I've never, I've never played it. And, and so I just, I believe that it was a made up thing or somebody, somebody was pulling my leg or something when they were saying that there was an actual street fighter one, you know, that would be an interesting, uh, technique if you wanted to garner some interest in your, in your new game, if you just put a sequel behind it, I mean, that kind of carries a little bit of weight, right? You're like, Oh, right. Well, the first one was good enough. They made a sequel. I guess I'll, uh, pump my harder and quarters into this one. Can't be all that bad. <laughs> there now, you go. Well, now I sound like Jason with my conspiracy theories. Jason, when was your first uh, <laughs> experience with with uh, Street Fighter 2 and or uh, your first fighting game? Uh, honestly, first first fighting game experience was Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was a stop and go uh, on the way to school. Uh, and, uh, you know, that ended up getting most of my lunch money. Uh, and any other money that I could muster up. Um, that was a very, um, uh, very memorable time. Uh, you know, you, you, you showed up early in the morning. There were people, you know, from school, you got to beat them up a little bit or get beat up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, got to, got to carry on your day. Hopefully you had some money to play on the way home too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you because that's an interesting place um, to, to experience Street Fighter because the, one of the joys of Street Fighter is having somebody else to play with. Like it was okay. Right. Pl- playing the computer was more like just like training. Like that was just getting you ready and getting the muscle memory down for when, uh, uh, no pun intended, but a new challenger would arrive. Uh, so yeah, there must have just been like a dozen kids crowded around that machine inside of the, uh, the stop and go. Uh, yeah, the uh, the attendants really didn't like us all that yes. much. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> when they, when they're signing that contract with the game with the guy who drops off the arcade games. Uh, I don't know that they knew that what they were getting into uh, with Street Fighter Two. Ralph, uh, yeah, your ex- not with that one. Your experience with uh, Street Fighter Two and or your first fighting game? Uh, Street Fighter was my first, and uh, wow. it was in the mall arcade. Yep, randomly got to play it. I didn't get to play very much of it, and then of course when it came out on the NES, we got a hold of it. That's when, yeah that that game must have single handedly sold, you know, x amount of Super Nintendos because uh, that that oh, yeah. I, I can't express how huge that was to to have this game that had just dominated arcades uh, for a year or two. I, I I'll have to look up and see when it actually was released on Super Nintendo. It seemed like a lifetime from the time discovering an arcade till you could finally play uh, with Ryu and Ken in your own home. But uh, yeah that. I remember following the the home release of that, you know, probably seeing it in EGM magazine, Electronic Gaming Monthly, hearing about it there, and just counting the days until uh, I could purchase it for myself. So let's because it was our first fighting game, uh, and because all other fighting games, let's face it, stem from Street Fighter Two. We're going to spend a little bit of bulk of time. Basically, kinda, yeah, exactly. Uh, so. <laughs> Let's break down the greatness that is Street Fighter 2 uh, and, and, and go into a little more detail. One of the things that jumped out at me, aside from the fact that two players were recommended, uh, was, well, first of all, it was a 50-cent game, which was kind of a premium, right, when you were playing mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles and uh, all of your other uh, single-player games with one quarter. For them to ask for 50 cents, that's a lot of balls, right? And you got to right. stand right. behind your product, uh, and it did. But the other thing that jumped out at me was, no pun intended, the fact that there was no jump button. It was the first game I can remember where 
it was a a, a joystick motion that uh, mm-hmm. propelled you into the air and into your other combatants and not a button. And that always took me a little while to kind of wrap my head around. How about you guys? Absolutely. Uh, in it, fact, I, I think it's it, it was the first game that really had um, uh, you know movement combinations with buttons to pull off you know your special move or mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, you know, it took a lot of uh, coordination. Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a side scroller or platformer or anything where you know you just hit left and right and mm-hmm. you know jumped or or you know shot a gun or anything like that. Uh, you actually had timing, and you know you had to pull off your move at a certain time when they were close enough. And yeah, it it uh, it definitely revolutionized uh, gaming, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, the, the concept of blocking was like new too, and and there wasn't mm-hmm. a button for that. Although some other fighting games would introduce that later, but just kind of pulling the opposite direction and getting your character into that blocking pose. I remember yeah. uh, I, I I became. I, I was one of my first circle of friends that kind of got good at Street Fighter to the point where I had some friends who were like, like, like I, I became an, an unofficial Street Fighter Two trainer. Like they were like, dude, show me how to how to play this game. Let's let's train. And I I kind of took it seriously. Like I was like fucking. Uh, uh, what? Who's the guy from from Rocky? Can uh, making them, <laughs> Mickey. Yeah, I, I was Mickey from Rocky. You know, making them chase the chicken. Uh, but <laughs> learning how to block and putting them through the, the or, or almost more like Mr. Miyagi, you know, I would be on the other yeah. controller and jumping at him and here comes block, block, I, you know, pay, paint the fence <laughs> up, down, wax on. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, that was an aspect of uh, arcade video game that, uh, that was new to all of us. What about you guys? Any thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I um, it's weird because with street fighter, how it, it, t- it taught you basically, you know, press up to jump. Yeah. And other games like Mario that we just recently talked about had, a, had an actual dedicated button for it. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, like a fighting game, I have no problem with pressing up to jump. But if it's a platformer and the platformer says press up to jump, no, it just destroys me. I'm like, I can't, I don't, I don't understand it. It, it doesn't yeah. work this way. It does not compute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you bring up a, a point. Didn't the actual arcade cabinet itself like have some of the moves like written out? Like I, I can mm-hmm. clearly see in my head a little picture of Ryu doing the Hadouken, and it was like down yep. or you know forward, down, diagonal, forward, down, and forward, and then whatever button, uh, I guess punch button, right? Yeah, I think it was any of the punch buttons. That was the other thing too that I found very intimidating. R- Ralph, feel free to jump in here at any time because I'll just steamroll over fucking everybody. <laughs> I'm just talking. <laughs> Don't well, wait. Think about that. I, I did. Street Fighter Two have the commands in the game. Mm-hmm. It, it did. I don't think it had all I of don't them. That. I remember it in Killer Instinct. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Street Fighter Two had it. Like, I don't think it showed you them in the game. I think it was just on the arcade cabinet. I remember seeing, yeah, uh, like part of the graphics on the cabinet. But yeah, uh, it, yeah I don't remember them being in Street Fighter. I was. I always looked them up in Nintendo Power. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, those Nintendo powers around that time, and especially with uh, the introduction of Mortal Kombat, which we'll talk about later, like uh, the, th- that was my Cliff's Notes, right? That was my cheat sheet. Like I distinctly remember ripping pages out of uh, EGM or whatever and uh, carrying with me to the arcade. Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the Bible, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't just like Nintendo Power. They came out with dedicated strategy guides. That's right. With, mm-hmm. You know, every character, every character's moves, the backstory, a little bio, weight, hair color, all sorts of stuff. I mean, they they really they milked that for every dime they could and we every quarter they could just but yeah bought it up everything we could find oh yeah i was um, there for it i i plopped down the 15 bucks or whatever it was for for a couple of those guides just to be able to commit those fatalities to memory uh but when i'm getting ahead of myself that's another fighting game uh, the other thing uh, that, of course, jumped out, uh, you mentioned it, Jay, is uh, the buttons, the six buttons. Like, that yeah. just seemed like overkill. Like, when most games had one to two buttons top, man, mm-hmm. maybe three, um, and all of a sudden, we've got six buttons. Like, that's just overwhelming. Like, why do you need six buttons? Um, and in retrospect, I, I would maybe even posit that... We probably could have gotten away with four, right? Because I'm I'm either using the high, the, the strongest punch or the weakest punch, or the strongest kick right. or the weakest kick. That middle tier never really got much play with me. How about you guys? Did you utilize all six buttons? Every once in a while, it would really depend on the character. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, pretty much sticking to to high and low. Yeah, I was mostly I was mostly the heavy hits. Um, oh yeah. And especially like Chun Li was was my main character, oh, yeah. so it was always it was always that like that leg blur kick, whatever it was that she did. That oh yeah, you just had to smash that button to to get it to start going. I was uh, I was a Guile fan uh, at the end there. Like mm. when I when I got my best, I felt like there was a kindred spirits. We are yeah. But Ralph Guile yep. was your guy. Yeah, yep. Guile was my guy. T- tell me why why Guile. Out of all the other ones, probably due to my childhood. My father was an ex-marine, uh, and I kind of wanted to be a marine at that time and join and follow in his footsteps. So nice, Guile embodied that, and of course he could do that badass upside down kick. Yeah, 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 yeah. fucking kick-ass mohawk too. Kick or... Everyone in the head upside down, and they're like shit when they're trying to, <laughs> trying to sweep my legs, kick him in the face. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know the, the sonic boom and his uh, his flip kick. Yes, uh, well, of course, yeah. Awesome. When you uh, w- when you kind of master him, uh, you, you become almost unbeatable because I, I always <laughs> kind of found myself sticking in that kind of crouched but holding back. Uh, yeah, is a, because you're about to either do a kick flip or sonic boom, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and you're constantly charging up for both. And uh, yeah, that was that was my move. Uh, also, Guile had the uh, the kick ass haircut too, that flat top. <laughs> That uh, you don't see a lot anymore. So uh, that and the American uh, tattoo, right? The American flag tattoo he had right. on his arm. Yep. Jason, who was your uh, character of choice? Uh, you know, I, I kind of uh, uh, rotated around. Uh, I liked uh, Ryu and Ken. Yes. Um, uh, you know, Chun-Li was, was an excellent character. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of stuck with, with Ryu and Ken, but dabbled with just about everybody. Um, yeah, you got. I, I could at least uh, fail spectacularly with everybody. <laughs> yes, my my worst character is probably Zangief. Like I, that guy was just so slow oh, and lumbering, uh, yep. and and I, he was no match for somebody who was uh, nimble coming in, especially when you had like a Zangief Dalsum uh, matchup. <sighs> yeah, like you're fucked. Like there's no way uh, you could hope to to win against Dalsum. Yeah, that that was another uh, really interesting part of that game is uh you know you really had to pick and choose depending upon who you were going up against 
Yeah. Uh, you know, so you never, you never really wanted to be the first person to choose your character unless you were just really, really good with that character. You know, you wanted to see what the other guy was going to bring. So you could try and counter that a little. Yeah. Um, and that, I don't think that was a mechanic that was really prevalent in, in games up until that point. No, you're absolutely right. I think the greatness of that game and that all other fighting games uh, hence have copied is that it's it's perfectly balanced, right? Uh, there, well, maybe that first iteration, but when we got to Turbo Street Fighter 2 and certainly Super Street Fighter 2, uh, they'd gotten to the point where everybody was tweaked just so perfectly to where there wasn't one dominant character and there wasn't one totally worthless character. Everybody had their strengths, everybody had their weaknesses, and it really came down to the players playing. You know, is that any given mm-hmm. Sunday sort of thing where uh, <laughs> it, it, it was determined less by your character choice and more by your skill set, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Vega, was mm. he in the original Street Fighter 2 or did he come in only in Turbo and, and Beyond? Yeah, I think it was. I think it, it was Turbo, uh, Super was Street Fighter and Turbo. Because yeah. I remember, I remember him being another one of my one of my go tos. Him, uh, Chun Li, and uh, Blanca. Those are kind of my three like top three main ones. Yeah. But Vega, because of just being super fast, and it was that was what my counter to anybody who came in with like the heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. My uh, I guess we're doing top three. Mine would be uh, Ken Ryu, which they're basically the same character, so I'm counting them as one. Yeah. Uh, Guile and uh, I think Chun Li. Yeah, Chun Li was pretty well balanced, and she did that adorable little uh, you know skip and jump up, and she'd cover her face when she won. Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. Uh, before we get off a of Street Fighter two, uh, because again, it's so great. It it, it set the tone. Uh, the sound design really lended mm-hmm. itself well to being in a loud arcade and and able to stand out because that soundtrack is banging. Like every one yes. of those tracks. Uh, is a banger. You've heard them multiple times. And just the, the, the vocal sounds that they used for all the characters, uh, everybody, you know, who doesn't know Hadouken? And, uh, right. you know, Chun-Li doing her little yap, 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 her, uh, her leg thing. Uh, I'm trying to think, who else has very uh, distinct sound? Oh, uh, Dalsum. Oh, e-, e Honda. Yeah. E Honda, that's right. Yeah, the Sonic Whoa. Boom from yeah. Guile, that's right. And, uh, yeah, Dalsum doing his uh, Yoga Flame and Yoga Fire. Yoga Flame and Yoga Fire, like, yeah. You- you could be in a crowded arcade and, and you could find, you could, you know, make a beeline to the Street Fighter 2 arcade by just listening for that Hadouken, Hadouken. It was like, it was like Marco Polo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on Street Fighter 2 before we uh, move on to the genre and whole? Uh, the only other thing that, that I have on, on Street Fighter is just the, the fact that 2 was around for so long and like so many iterations of 2. Yes that when I found out that there was uh, four that came out, it's like, well, what the hell happened to three? Where was, was that at? Yes. I had, had no idea three ever came out. So it's like Street Fighter 2 was so yes. defined, I guess, defined the genre, essentially. Yeah. And it, it was such a uh, iconic game for being one of the first ones to come out. It's like, holy shit. Absolutely. How do you, how do you beat that? Well, uh, yeah, people... what's, what's, the, what's the formula to move forward there? Yeah. Right. 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 Well, uh, companies tried, and we had many mm-hmm. a Street Fighter clone uh, from that point forward. Um, but I think the the next one that kind of hit the nail on the head and put its own spin on it uh, for me was Mortal Kombat because uh, yeah. I feel like wherever you had a Street Fighter two, there was almost like Walgreens and CVS. 
Like, yes. if there was a Street Fighter 2, right across the way would be a Mortal Kombat at some point, popping up, trying to capitalize on uh, on those people. Because Street Fighter 2, for those who weren't in an arcade in the early 90s, I can't overstate just how dominant it was and, and how people were lining up. Uh, that was the first game where I remember uh, the little trick where you put your quarter on the ledge, right, above the joysticks, and you'd see just quarters lined up on either mm-hmm. side. And as a yep. person got knocked out, uh, the next person would step in, a new challenger would come in and drop their quarter in, and uh, you really had to pay attention. You had to keep your eye on that quarter because uh, if you weren't looking, I had I had my quarter stolen a couple times for mm-hmm. not paying attention. Yep. That probably yep. speaks more to the type of arcade I was hanging out in <laughs> than my uh, my lack of attention. But yeah, it, it really added a whole new element to, to arcades, and it, it turned them into um, the, the, the feeling of competition that came out of it. And I, I'm not necessarily a competitive guy, and I don't even really like sports. I don't like boxing. I don't like fighting. I don't like MMA. But for some reason, Street Fighter II just spoke to me. Um, yep. And it was a new way to interact, and it was... Uh, a, a new sense of even if you lost or if you beat somebody, there was always this sense of kind of camaraderie. Like there were never any hard feelings. Uh, well, although um, I think Ralph has a story to share. Maybe uh, sometimes the competition got a little too heated. Isn't that right, Ralph? Uh, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Tell us what you it, were doing. It was more of we had been playing for several hours. It was about four in the morning and we were tired and. It got to, well, I can kick your ass in real life. Well, we'll get up in the morning, and we'll, dry, we'll try that. <laughs> and then, of course, we slap in, never got up in the morning, and it was like, yeah, did you still want to fight? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, once that testosterone kind of uh, calms you down, you realize how, how ridiculous it sounds. You're a little but... curious, I think, from playing too long. Dude, yeah. Came down too. <laughs> and uh, we should say your opponent was uh, 16-Bit Gladiator's very own Joe Cucinati. It was. Yes. I, uh, Joe, Joe can be a bit of a hothead. I think we all know him. He's a, he's a great friend of ours, but uh, I could see how things could get a little out of hand. And, you know, we're both sitting there in front of the TV, you know, almost shoulder to shoulder, and it's just talking shit. Oh, yeah. yeah no violence actually ensued. It was all just talk. Yeah, it's all, all in good fun for the most part. And it was yeah. all because we were frustrating each other with the video game. Yeah, his ass for about 30, 45 minutes, and then he kicked my ass for about 30, 45 minutes. <laughs> And it was just going back and forth. <laughs> we were just getting worked up, I guess. <laughs> hey, it was a good time, though. It's it happened to all of us. Fond memory I have of Joe. <laughs> and you know that that really uh, that that's really the the true uh, uh, sentiment of friendship when you can you know kick each other's ass for a couple of hours straight. Yeah. Uh, get all hot and heated, and then shut the game off, and you know Still continue on. Yep. Yes, and, and yep. that's that's funny you bring that up because I had to explain this to my mom because my mom was very much kind of like a pacifist, like she didn't like the idea of me engaging in anything violent, even virtually, even with video games. And, and at that point, she knew my love of video games, but uh, I remember her kind of walking up on me playing it in the grocery store, one of many places. Oh man, I had a map of all the Street Fighter Two machines in my uh, in my little town. Um, <laughs> but yeah, one of them one of them happened to be in the HEB. And uh, while she'd be shopping and checking out, I was there at Street Fighter, and she walked up on me one time and was like, "Oh, I don't know this. Is, I didn't know this is what you were playing. Like this is way too violent." And I had to explain. To I her, didn't know you knew words like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, I remember having to explain to her that, uh, like, no, this is this is an outlet. Like this isn't going to make you violent. And of course, this is early '90s when. 
Um, you know, government was starting to get involved in regulations, and we were having mm. to put ratings on video games. All we just gotten out of the satanic panic from the eighties. Well, that's right. You know, we, we were All done with the. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, yes. Play D and D there for a little while. That's yep. right. Yeah, it should rot your brain. Right? Were the new Dungeons and Dragons? That is absolutely yep. right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I had to explain that, uh, it was, it, it's more of an outlet and it was, you know, it, it, it was a good way to get your frustrations out, uh, or in some ways to become frustrated when fucking M. Bison won't stop doing that yeah. kick from across the screen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I do think they programmed him, uh, to be a little more unbeatable than some of the other. Oh, characters. I'm sure. Yeah. As it should be. He was the final boss, right? Do we, do we all know the trivia, by the way, of the name of M. Bison? Like, I don't believe so. Why that character is named M. Bison? Ralph, do you know this one? No, I don't. I don't know. It sounds familiar. But <laughs> the uh, the story behind it is uh, that in Japan, uh, that character's name uh, instead of um, M. Bison, he's actually is it Bal- it's Balrog, right? Balrog is the boxer. Yeah, yeah. His name is Balrog in in Japan. That's right. Well, uh, they they reversed them because M. Bison was actually uh, kind of shorthand for Mike Bison, which was a play on Mike Tyson. So, oh, uh, yeah, because that makes sense. African American boxer, of course, okay. it's a, that makes a lot wow, of sense, right? Yeah. Mike Bison. Um, but I think this was probably after the punch out, uh, Mike Tyson's punch out controversy mm-hmm. and uh, the ear biting incident, or actually, it was more of the wife beating incident, right? Less the probably ear-biting. that one, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> people were trying to distance themselves from, uh, you know, calling it out, so they uh, just figured, hey, we'll just switch the names, we'll just write some code and, uh, uh, M. Bison is now Balrog and vice versa. There you go. Uh, no harm to foul. The more there you, you know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think we may have exhausted our Street Fighter 2 talk. Uh, and I, I started to segue there into Mortal Kombat. So uh, who could tell us about Mortal Kombat? Anybody? I remember thinking that it, it seemed like it was almost trying too hard mm. when it came out. It was trying to be so over the top. Right. Anti Street Fighter. Yes, anti Street Fighter, and going with the you know the the, the fatality moves and ripping people's spines out yes. and things like that. And it was just like it. It almost seems like it was shocking to be shocking and not not for any other reason for it. But I still enjoyed it oh, yeah. in the arcade. No, absolutely. I couldn't stand it on the home consoles for some reason. There was something about it on the home consoles well. that was just like. It, it uh, didn't it was play a right. Pad and not a joystick. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't think it was that though. Cause like street fighter, I was fine with that on the home consoles, but it was something about mortal Kombat on, on, a, on, a, I guess on the smaller screen, the graphics weren't quite as good. Yeah. Even, you know, street fighter had the same graphics on home and in the arcade, but mortal Kombat was like, it was like way degraded on the graphics coming, yep. coming to the home consoles. So, there was just something about it that it was it didn't sit right with me on the on that yeah especially on on SNES with the with the the sweat instead of the blood yes. how ridiculous was that speaking of all the uh, the over over cautiousness of that uh, version of Mortal Kombat where instead of blood like their compromise was well we'll just keep it the same it'll look the same we'll just change the color to gray and we'll call it sweat mm-hmm. but totally ridiculous to expect that amount of sweat to be knocking off of everybody and, mm-hmm. t- and totally especially rip- when it, you rip their spine out and it's just well here comes all this gush of sweat it's sweaty hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, hey if, if I remember correctly wasn't there a code uh, that you could enable blood 
I think I, so, but was that on? I think there was. That may have been like a game. I, I, I can't remember if that was Mortal yeah, Kombat yeah, was or maybe genie. it was Mortal Kombat Two. Yeah, what? there was Game Genie. I know Mortal Kombat Two came back and it and it had the blood and all the full gore and everything. There yeah. was there was nothing nothing wrong at that point. But yes, I think Mortal Kombat One. I think there was a Game Genie code that you could do yeah. that, that brought the blood back. I would have loved that, but uh, or yeah. at least recolored it red. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think what you were picking up on, though, when you were talking about the, the home console versions versus the arcade, has a little more to do with the, the developers that were doing that translation, because it really wasn't mm-hmm. a one-for-one. One. I know we think that Street Fighter Two, oh, it, it looks exactly the same on Super Nintendo as it does in the arcade. It actually doesn't. Like, if you look at it, they have been yeah. downscaled. They have been uh, derezzed a little bit uh, and customized for Super Nintendo. It's just that Capcom and their crack team did such an amazing job at that translation we all thought it was exactly the same as the arcade. Yeah. And then we're yeah. surprised when the Mortal Kombat version wasn't as polished and even the so and the other thing is Street Fighter 2 like uh feels fantastic to play. Mortal yeah. Kombat that first Mortal Kombat never really did. It's it was more rough. of an experiment and 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 you nailed it Jay like it was it was specifically there for shock value and uh, yeah. taking this new format and saying how can we kind of cartoonify it? Um, and, and, and kick it up a notch. They're not going to show blood, but we're going to show blood and we're going to show decapitations and all of these fatalities. It was the first time we got a fatality in a video game. Yeah. Uh, now, all, all of that being said, uh, and versions later, I think they've kind of nailed it. <laughs> yes. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, only they, took them they, 20 they, years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It only <laughs> took them 20 years. <laughs> they, have, they have definitely refined and refined and refined, and, it, and it's gotten to be to where it's actually a good, solid fighting game now. Well, yeah. uh, good, good enough that uh, we should probably mention that they just dropped the trailer for oh, the new movie. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's did, right. Did you guys all and see that trailer looks, today? Maybe it might be good. It does definitely looks like it's, uh, they've put a little more time and effort into the script. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, we all remember the Mortal Kombat movie, the original one. Oh, yeah. See, uh, I liked the original movie. I know a lot of people didn't, and, and I think even Joe did too, but oh, yeah. I really enjoyed the original movie. The second movie, however, complete trash. Yeah. Well, that was like a straight uh, I, Honestly, I think the the best thing to come from the first movie was the soundtrack. Yes. Just yeah. like Street yeah. Fighter. Dun, Hell, dun, I still listen dun, to it dun, today. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, at the time, I think that was probably the only video game that was mentioned in a song that they played on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Good point. Yeah, I think you're right at the time. Uh, you know, I think the uh, the U is it USC or UFC. The I think it's USC, the the marching band that did the that did that song. I mean, they still play it, and they still really? call out Mortal Kombat when they play it at at, at like college games and stuff. Oh, that's it's crazy. awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. That's, Transcended that, uh, that speaks volumes. Yeah. how it is intertwined into you know just everyday yeah. life. I think at the time we were so hard up for any movie based on a video game that was of just mediocre quality. You know, when we're mm-hmm. coming from like the Super Mario Brothers movie that was is just notoriously yeah. bad and awful and missed every opportunity to, to kind of capitalize on what people loved about the game here at least was a kind of one for one translation somewhat of mm-hmm. even it succeeded in the, in the ways that the street fighter movie did not the street fighter movie yes. was also a mess. 
it got a little <laughs> little closer. It, it crammed all the characters in there, and it kind of gave them their their one little moment to shine. But the story was ludicrous, and it took so many different uh, liberties with what we knew Street Fighter to be. And then here comes Mortal Kombat. It's like, well, we don't even have to do anything. Like, we're just going to basically pull the story that is in the video game and, and, and slap it together and film it. And you know what? Yep. It kind of works. kind of works. Yeah. So, yes, I am excited uh, for a reboot. Uh, it does look much better, um, and it looks like the, maybe they're even going to try to uh, uh, you know, play the long game and uh, not blow their load and roll out all the characters in the first movie. Kind of hold some back, uh, although I didn't mm-hmm. notice Goro in the trailer. Yeah, Goro was so in there. So we get to see him. There's a shit ton of Sub-Zero and uh, 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 Raiden and Scorpion, of course, the mm-hmm. my top three. Mm-hmm. You got to have them. Yes. Although I, I, I am still highly disappointed it's not Christopher Lambert. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> they may find a way to uh, make a cameo with uh, Sir I hope so. Christopher Lambert. I hope so. I hear he's available. So right? the chances are good. You can get Christopher I'm, I'm sure he might be. You can yes. get Christopher Lambert to show up to your birthday party. I'm pretty sure they can get him in the Mortal Kombat franchise. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he would do that if they asked him. Oh, yeah. you know it. Yeah. He's, he's waiting by the phone. <laughs> Call now for your Christopher Lambert uh, cameo. Uh, all right. Well, uh, well, as long as we're talking about Mortal Kombat, let's let's kind of – what are we on now? Currently Mortal Kombat 11? 11, yeah. Yeah, yep. with a, a 12 on the way. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, everybody kind of agrees that with the reboots of, uh, I guess it was it Mortal Kombat 10 or Mortal Kombat X. Um, I think it was, yeah, I think X was the one, I think 11 kind of stumbled a little bit out of the gate, but oh, really? I think it's, I think it's after some updates and, and fixes, it's kind of brought itself back. But, yeah. uh, when it, when it first launched, it was kind of a mess, but 10 was like solid from the very beginning and, and even still today. Yeah, it took a little bit of time from uh, where we had left it, and uh, because Mortal Kombat was kind of getting a little oversaturated. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember when two came out. Uh, two is personally my favorite Mortal Kombat. Like mm-hmm. I, it, that, just took everything that was great about the first one, and actually refined the gameplay and balanced the characters and made it a little more of a contender. It wasn't just this novelty when the Street Fighter Two machine was occupied that you could kill your quarters with. It was, right. it was a, a legit fighting game now and added all these crazy things, you know, babality and friendship. Yes. The fatalities were the big things about the first one, but they added, they crammed that game full of so many Easter eggs and characters and screens and ideas. Um, it, it's my favorite Mortal Kombat. What about you guys? I would have to agree. Um, yeah. Either that one or the third one. Third's pretty uh, good too. Yeah. And, and mainly the third one just because it did kind of the same thing. Like it, it just it took what was so good about two and just refined and, and again, going on, on the now 10, 11 versions later, they just, every version they refine on it and make it just a, that little bit better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember the third one, um, you know, it, it pretty much incorporated all of the characters from two and added on, um, who was the who was the big bad on that one? Because it wasn't Goro. Uh, oh, it was, uh, was it Shang Tsung? Is that the guy's name? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like he was even crazier than Goro. It's like how do you get crazier than this dude no. with like four arms? But <laughs> but yeah, he, he was like just kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. And uh, I, I think uh, that was an important point. What you mentioned, Jay. You know, there was always character additions. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, different people with different traits and abilities and weapons and special moves. And, uh, you know, it made you want to come back and learn, you know, a new character, uh, yeah. you know, af- yeah. after you've specialized in, you know, whatever, whatever your favorite character is, uh, you know, there's still more that you can learn and grow yeah. and, uh, you know, kick somebody's ass with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was a there was a new kind of humiliation that came along with that game too because <laughs> it's bad enough in Street Fighter to to get beat and have that screen where your character's bloody and bruised and you know right he's like why don't you go home to your mom or whatever um, <laughs> but to your to have your heart like physically ripped out of your chest or your head physically removed from the rest of your body like I remember feeling like like it was just my tail between my legs. And it's like, wow, not only did I lose, but I've been murdered for all to yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> and and so, something that made that even more shocking was um, because these three first three Mortal Kombat games, they weren't really using sprites. They, these weren't mm-hmm. hand-drawn animated characters the way the Street Fighter II games were. These were photographed. In, these were real actors that they put yeah, in these mm-hmm. costumes, photographed them, and kind of did like a stop-motion uh, animation sort of thing on them to get the animations of them. Uh, and, yep. and that really added to the uh, the realism, if 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 you can say Mortal Kombat has any realism. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, right. I think them getting away from that, um, of course, I don't know how you would do that nowadays. Graphics have come so far uh, that I don't think I would want to see that style again. Um, but that's an era of Mortal Kombat that uh, I don't think we'll ever get back. Yeah, not at uh, all. R- real quick, you talked about how, how they photographed the actual bottles. Do you right. guys remember Pit Fighter? Oh, yes. yes, I do. Now, that is Mortal Kombat done wrong. Yes. <laughs> Jason is just laughing his ass off at the mere mention of Pit Fighter. Well, <laughs> and you know what, Jason? That, that, was, that was probably the most horrible game. Uh, I mean, especially if it was sitting next to a Street Fighter machine. Oh, yes. Um, it just made it look that much worse. Well, that is that a, much worse. that's a great segue they, then, Jason, to talk about some of these kind of rip-off clones that weren't even trying to be serious games, just trying to capitalize on the fighting game uh, sensation and were cranking out all sorts of horrible games like Pitmaster, like uh, Primal Rage. You remember Primal Rage? Yes, oh, the dinosaurs. Yeah. Where it was I actually all... like Primal Rage a lot, too. I kind of like that one, too. It, it, it was great to look at. Um, mm-hmm. This is a, a fighting game made up with dinosaurs, if you're not familiar with Primal Rage. Uh, and really creative uh, in the way that they, they mm-hmm. had the characters. And all the settings were like you know prehistoric with volcanoes in the background and such. Um, visually, it was great. The gameplay wasn't nearly as tight. Um, And again, they weren't trying to be. They were trying to meet the bare minimum requirements for an arcade uh, uh, game to to grab your attention. But I think the addition of dinosaurs uh, was a good one. Anybody else have uh, any other Street Fighter ripoffs you can remember from that time? Clay Fighter. Yeah, I was just about to mention Clay Fighter. (laughs) So glad you. That one was probably one of my favorite ones. Tell us about Clay Fighter. Oh my God! So it 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 was basically it was kind of the same deal where it was a, a stop motion photographed stuff yes. of, of all of the all of these characters but they were all made out of clay and kind of california had, raisin style right yeah yeah basically and you had like uh you know you had like this one angry snowman that was like the, yes. the, the iconic guy from from the clay fighters him and the clown and I, yes the clown too i think that one that one was probably the one that kind of came the closest to uh really capturing I don't know that that feeling of of the Mortal Kombat's and the Street Fighters that 
where it could have been its own legitimate thing, yeah. even though they were, it was still pretty much a joke game, yes. you know, cause the, the sequels to it were like clay fighter 63 and a third or something like that. <laughs> like they were going off of the, the Mario the, 64 naming schemes. Yeah. Or the naked gun, like movies. Oh, type yeah. deal. They would do those, the, the goofball type stuff. Well, I mean, there's only so serious you can make your fighting game based on basically the California raisins. Uh, right, right. I don't remember. Do they have fatalities in the Clay Fighter game? I don't know if they did in the first one, but I do know in the later ones they did, yeah. I mean, why not? Because it's <laughs> you're ripe with the potential. Like, you can literally just reform your uh, your opponent into whatever. Now, that one was never an arcade game, right? That was just a, a Super Nintendo th- home release? Yeah, I think it was just Super Nintendo. Uh, and, and another one, yeah, so there's a whole other genre of fighting games, ones that weren't even released in arcades that went straight to the Super Nintendo where uh, where, where the real money was to be made. Uh, mm-hmm. And another one uh, that I remember was the Ninja Turtles fighting game. Um, I can't, oh, yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but uh, a pretty competent little fighter in its own right. I think right. it was... Yeah, I think it was like the tournament fighter, like Ninja Turtles tournament yep. fighter. That's or something exactly like that. what it was called. You could be any of yeah. the turtles, or uh, even Splinter, and Shredder, Shredder, and the Rocksteady and Bebop. And... Yeah, man, all the characters. Yeah, uh, I remember that yeah, one being that one pretty good, great. even though it mm-hmm. was uh, a blatant Street Fighter clone. Yeah, we would fail ourselves if we didn't mention the X Men fighting game. Ah, uh, yes, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. That one was fun. I yes. really enjoyed that. Uh, yes. You know, I, I don't. Uh, was that one arcade or was that Super Nintendo only? I don't think I ever saw it in the arcade. I don't think I saw the X Men specifically one in the arcade, but there was the X Men versus Street Fighter, and then it became Marvel versus Capcom. Yes. And yes. it spawned that whole genre. Yep. Uh, yeah. Crossover type stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jay, you mentioned like the uh, not realizing that Street Fighter 3 was ever a thing and i think there's a lot of people who share that uh and the the reason is they did it to themselves because they kept iterating they couldn't get enough of that street fighter so we had street fighter 2 alpha i remember yep. seeing that for the first time and i'm like all right guys come on this isn't even really even the same like, game anymore yeah i even remember like alpha 2 and alpha 3 and it's just like but it's still all Street Fighter 2. It's like <laughs> yes. there's seven different versions of Street Fighter 2. Come yes. on. <laughs> Became way too confusing, oversaturated the market uh, to the point where when Street Fighter 3 came out, uh, people were kind of, I don't want to say we were over fighting games, but we were definitely over the Street Fighter brand and ready to, yeah. to try something else. And luckily, we had plenty of other uh, fighting genres to pull from. Uh, I remember uh, Virtua Fighter. Fighter, people yeah. thinking that was going to be the next best thing and and that was the first like, like legit 3d fighting game 3D, yeah. where the characters were made up now they all looked like uh that old reboot tv show from the, yes. the 90s just horrible polygons that barely looked like humans uh the controls were awful the camera was horrendous i i remember that never uh, uh doing you any favors uh another game that was like more of a novelty and a kind of proof of concept than actually a good game. Yes. What, what do you guys think? I think that was uh, that was actually the launch title for uh, Sega Saturn, Saturn, I believe. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. That was their big seller. Yeah. Uh, I, I worked at Toys R Us during that time, and uh, I definitely spent a lot of my breaks playing uh, the Virtual Fighter demo that was <laughs> that was set up. Nice. Yeah, n- nobody wants to pay for that, but uh, I'll pay it for f- play it for free. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I kind of got 
out of the fighting games after Killer Instinct came out. Oh, well, thank you for introducing us to Killer Instinct then, yes, uh, because that was before the whole fighting game genre kind of took a nap for a while. uh, Yeah, Killer Instinct came along, uh, and where Virtual Fighter was the first like legit 3D game, like used a 3D engine, uh, Killer Instinct, they were able to model these 3D characters, these amazing-looking 3D models, but they were still kind of like turning them into... It was basically what they did with Donkey Kong Country, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, where they were they were like the pre-rendered versions of the characters, but they were still sprites on the screen. Yep. They could just get like super detailed and super super uh like intricate with the uh, with the characters that they had. Yep. Ralph, tell us a little more about your memories with uh, Killer Instinct. Uh mostly undead memories of Spinal and just slaughtering everyone I played. <laughs> Not to was... be difficult, but that I mean Jake can vouch for me. I was pretty yeah. nasty with Spinal. He was a fucking monster with Spinal. That was the uh, skeleton, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I, playing in the arcade, of course, before it came out on the Nintendo. Lost a lot of money on that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was another 50 center, as I recall. Uh, and one of the things that I remember mostly about that game introducing uh, was the combo system. Like That was the first game for yes. me where they were really capitalizing on, on this idea of combos. And you would get these mm-hmm. ridiculous like 64-hit 64 64-hit 64 combos. combos. And, Ultra uh, combo. Yeah, that was the other thing too. Like that was another one of those games you could hone in on from wherever it was in the arcade because you'd hear that combo breaker. Combo yep. breaker. That, yep. that is seared into my memory. Yeah. yeah. Many fond memories of teleporting behind someone and <laughs> <laughs> many, many fond memories of that. The the T one thousand, right? Who kind of like uh suck it or was it was he the ice guy? Who who did the teleporting? Yeah, he was he was he was um I don't know if he was ice or if he was like his 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 uh, weapons, like he would shoot ice and stuff. But I think he was supposed to be like liquid metal. He was like a um, yeah, it's like a T one thousand. His name, yeah. I don't know. He was some alien. Yeah, there was uh, Cinder and there you go. Uh, Glacier. Glacier, yeah. Glacier, very good. And or or Glacius. 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 That's there you what go. It was. Yeah. I remember enjoying Fulgore. He was kind of the uh, Fulgore, yeah, the robot with a ponytail with a man. Yep. Man ponytail, <laughs> interesting design. But that's when we started to get away from because up to this point it was all humanoids. Well, with the exception mm-hmm. of uh, Primal Rage and Clay Fighters, uh, it was all dude, you know, guys fighting each other or, or, or humans, I should say. Uh, yeah. And now here it opens up the door to aliens and monsters. And uh, another one that I remember, what was that movie called? Was it or that game? Where you were playing like vampires and uh, uh, dark stalkers. Dark stalkers, yes, loved yes. that one. Neo Geo. That was a Neo Geo. That's game, right. Wasn't? Yeah, that was Neo Geo. Okay. They had like thirty fighting games, <laughs> and they were all just a little bit different. Just a little bit. <laughs> Changed some colors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That but, uh, th- that series uh, was it. King of Fighters, right? Was that the one I'm thinking of? That yeah. SNK that made a ton of them too. They had a ton of those, and and yes, they were all Street Fighter Two ripoffs. They they weren't trying to really. Uh, iterate even on on that format it's just like here's another character but what i loved about those games was the the design the character designs it was so imaginative and colorful and where after a while it kind of felt like capcom was phoning in their character designs i'm i'm not really a huge fan of uh the ones they introduced in super street fighter where we had dj and cammy yeah they never really felt like the core street fighter 2 uh characters to me um whereas 
King of Fighters, man. I'm, I was there for it. Like, you know, little girl uh, in a Sailor Moon outfit chewing bubble gum, kicking ass. Yeah, I'm there for it. <laughs> there is a uh, a game that's similar to uh, that, that Darkstalkers, going back to that one, yeah. that, oh, what was it called? I've got it up here. Skullgirls. Skullgirls, yes. I don't know if it came out on the on any of the consoles or not, but it, I know it came out on PC, and it was like an indie developer. All of the stuff was hand-drawn, hand-animated characters, and it just really drives home that, or it brings back that nostalgia that I had from seeing and playing Darkstalkers at the arcade mm-hmm. uh, because it, it's that, that kind of that same deal. You got these, these, these characters that do the outlandish, like they'll summon a demon and it'll come up out of the ground and yes. slam over somebody and, and kind of swallow them up whole. And it's, just, it's, that's a, that's a cool one. If, if it's on the consoles, I would definitely recommend checking that out. Yeah. Let's we'll look that one up. Uh, well, now we're we're just kind of at a free for all because uh, we've done the big ones, right? We've done Street Fighter Two, we've done Mortal Kombat, we've got some of these other little ones out of the way. Uh, Killer Instinct, if you can call that little. Uh, anybody have any any favorites that I haven't mentioned yet? Who, what, what, Jason, what's what's on your list? Oh man, man, we've we've covered a lot of the yeah. the major ones. Uh, you know, there's only so many that really stand out yeah. and bring up that nostalgia. And, you know, you can just picture yourself at the, at the arcade, you know, banging away at buttons and yeah. destroying your competition. Um, you know, uh, after, after killer instinct, uh, I think the, the, the best one is, is mortal Kombat. you yeah. know, J- just with the, the longevity of, of the franchise, uh, you know, they've listened to, uh, you know, the fans uh, and they've improved on their formula. Um, you know, uh, you know we've, we've we've seen all of the other ones kind of, you know, go by go by the, the dust bin. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're all in the discount bins now, <laughs> um, whereas Mortal Kombat just seems to keep chugging along. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just recently uh, did the reboot of Killer Instinct, which was nice. That's um, right. After what was it, twenty twenty years or twenty five years? Like that. They, yeah, yeah. I think they, the the last one before this was on the N sixty four. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so, you know, and and that uh, is as far as I know was a success. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they it it accomplished what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Having a Killer Instinct movie, I think, would be kind of cool. Yeah, uh, that would be nice. I would totally that, that for to, that. to see how it was yeah. put together. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other game franchises, fighting game franchises that would make good movies. That's tough. Well, okay, so we had uh, DOA. I was going to say there was a Dead or Alive movie. Dead or Alive, which actually... I haven't I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's good. We did that on uh, The Editing Bay, our other podcast where we review movies mm. uh, a few years back. And uh, yeah, Joe and I both came out of that one with uh, thumbs up. like Because they, th- much like the Mortal Kombat movie... They knew who their audience was. They knew what they were trying to do. They knew they didn't have to reinvent the wheel and come up with this convoluted story because people aren't there for that. They're there for the the pretty-looking character. They want to see facsimiles of their favorite characters just fighting and, and you know make a tournament out of it. And that's what it did. There's some beautiful cinematography in there, uh, some, some beautiful actresses playing some of the characters, <laughs> which uh, is always helpful. I mean, it is dead or alive. It is know? dead or alive. <laughs> There's even a beach there, volleyball there, scene. Really, their, their, nice, their, their main course. point was just to recreate the jiggle. 
Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Get that realistic. Uh, get the get the jiggle physics in there. I'd be hard up not to mention, and this isn't necessarily a fighting game, mm. uh, but Twisted Metal. Oh, yeah. interesting. Uh, you know, it I wasn't can... it wasn't a fighting game per se, but you know, it was to the extent of you know you were trying to you know destroy your opponents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, each car had its own little different intricacies right. and, and everything else. Uh, that was probably one of the most fun PS1 games. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many hours were just wasted uh, just replaying maps and, you know, all right, who's next? <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I never really thought of that as a fighting game, but the more I think about it, yeah, it basically is. Instead of using your, say, your yeah. fists, you're uh, using your vehicle to do the fighting. Yeah, I was going to say, just, just transpose the the humanoids to vehicles and it's mm-hmm. there you go you've got a fighting game with cars now yeah. mm-hmm. i'll accept yeah. that which Jason. i guess you could i guess you could almost bring that to uh like mario kart in the actual battle modes of mario kart not the not the racing portion of it true but but mm-hmm. it becomes more uh, becomes more of like a shooter right at that point like you're trying to shoot shells whereas with twisted true. metal you were, you were literally like ramming your opponent with your ramming vehicle, into right? each other, yeah. Yeah, a little more yeah. of a, a melee involved there, but uh, I, yeah. I see where you're going. I like your, I like where your head's at. Uh, but uh, uh, now that now that I do think about it, uh, Soul Calibur. Yes, yes. I'm surprised this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you did bring that up a while ago. Uh, that that is uh, uh, that is another fighting game that was done very well. Uh, they yeah. put a lot of time and effort into the characters, into the story, into the moves, mm-hmm. uh, into the arenas. Uh, I mean, the settings are beautiful. Um, you know, and uh, what was it? Soul Calibur, the first one, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you could go through the a story game, mode. Yeah. And, you know, you could win weapons, and those weapons had different properties, and it was almost like a little RPG-ish. Oh, yeah. um, you know, and then when you went into your versus battle, you could use all of these weapons yep. uh, that you've just won. Uh, I, I thought that was probably one of the slickest things that a fighting game ever did. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it didn't just change the qualities of the weapons, it changed their, their uh, look. Uh, oh yeah. You know, I think uh one of the one of the favorites was uh rock and one of the last weapons you could win was this huge huge mace <laughs> and it gave you life nice. back. <laughs> nice. Nice. And I don't know how many uh, I mean I must have sat there for 45 minutes or an hour going through the um uh survival match. Oh, yeah. uh, and just plowing through people with this <laughs> huge hammer that just re- replenished my life. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that awesome. that was that yeah. They they really did a good job with that. Ralph sound like you had yeah. some opinions about uh, the Soul Calibur franchise. Opinions? Uh well, I thought Soul Blade was probably the best one due to its story mode and the RPG elements mm-hmm. added to it. I spent probably several months total playing on the Soul Blade. Maybe even <laughs> longer than that i don't know shit i played that for so long but i i got to where i had every weapon on every character and uh cervantes was my character on cervantes nice yeah. with the soul blades obviously obviously of course. evil 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 weapons yeah yeah, n- yeah. N- never got into that series but uh i know there's a lot of fans and yeah if you look up uh 
uh, if you just Google best fighting games, you're going to get at least uh, one Soul Calibur, Calibur title on there, uh, if not many. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I love the the one. Well, the the one that's now out on I think it's six is the yes. most recent one. But there was also I think it was Soul Calibur two on GameCube when it came out, and I remember it was each of the consoles had their own character oh that's that right was part of the crossovers with it but on the gamecube it was link yes. from, from zelda ah. so that, that was my boy with with soul caliber 2 when i saw that that was an option like my mind was blown i was just like what and and yeah that's that's kind of the that must have been when the 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 bell went off in nintendo's head when it's like oh people seem to like our characters in a fighting game let's just fucking do our own fighting game with all of the character we have all this ip and and some of the other developers, um, uh, we're going to steal their characters uh, or allow them to be in our game, and uh, that introduced, uh, yeah, the the Smash Brothers series, starting with uh, what was that first one called? Just Super Smash Brothers? Just Super Smash Brothers, yeah, yeah. And that actually, it actually did come out on the N sixty four, and it, I remember thinking it was such a bizarre concept because it was you know all these cutesy characters all in you know just the nintendo the mario specifically yeah although they did have they did have link and uh samus for metroid that's right as part of the first characters but um it, it was just like how is this gonna work <laughs> for months leading up to it and then when it finally came out it was like seeing coming from something like street fighter where you had all these complex moves that you had to do to, to do combos and to do the special moves and mm-hmm. things like that to smash brothers, which was, was refined down to make it accessible to kids essentially yeah. Yeah. to be able to pull off these moves without needing to do these complex combinations of things that just, it's like forward and B down and B yeah. up and B those do different things. And, uh, it just works so well. And then you know, of course they come out with it on the on the GameCube and and to this day that one is still being used right. in like fighting tournaments. Oh yeah. You it's... know, people people still stick with Melee. Yeah, the, the third party market for uh, GameCube like controllers uh mm-hmm. is, is still strong to this day because people will swear by that controller setup uh for, yep. for playing Smash, man. I, I get it. Uh, although I do have to admit, I have a confession. Never played a Smash Brothers game at all. Never even picked up a, a controller. Oh my god! <laughs> you got to get it on the Switch. It's so good. I mean, at this it's point, so I kind of feel like I have so much catching up to do. It never really clicked with me. I understand the simplicity of it uh, and why that's appealing, especially when moves were getting really complex. There, uh, you know, yeah. there was up, up, down, down, and half circle, and then you got to hit these buttons and forget about it. It was getting way too complex. And for yeah. Nintendo to kind of not dumb it down, but bring it back down to an accessible level uh, where yeah. you didn't have to be super good at these games. Anybody could kind of pick up a controller and it was a fairly fair match. Yeah. Yeah. They've taken that even in the in the newest one on, on the Switch mm-hmm. that they've taken every fighter that they've ever had in any of the games leading up to it is available on the, on the Switch version. Yeah. So... Uh, stuff that came out on the GameCube, like the um, oh God, uh, Snake from the oh, that's right, Metal Gear. You know, he was never seen again in in the Wii or the Wii U versions or the 3DS versions. So, but he's on the he's on the Switch version. That's now. right. That's why it's ultimate. So, yes, ultimate. <laughs> and it, it is. It's great. It, it's it's one of those games where you can. I don't want to say turn off your brain. 
but you can play it and you don't really have to stress over it. Yeah. Uh, and, and even to this day, they're still adding characters. In fact, we just had mm-hmm. uh, the, new, the, the latest Nintendo Direct, which uh, yep. if you're not familiar with that, that's where uh, Nintendo make all their, their announcements and uh, they'll just drop it on, on their YouTube channel, a little video. And so we had the new one, uh, lots of new game releases, but uh, what do they start off with? Yeah, new characters in Smash Brothers. New that's Smash. how huge it is. Uh, of course, I was yawning. But uh, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that game or uh, <laughs> any of the Dragon Warrior characters or whatever that was. What is it? Xenoblade Chronicles? Uh, Xeno, yeah, Xenoblade, Xenoblade yeah. uh, 2, I think that one. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Uh, Maybe one day I'll yeah. try it and uh, we'll be one over. But uh, I'm, still, I'm still a Street Fighter guy, man. And uh, even to this day, I've got Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5 now on the PS4. I say now, but it's been out for a get, while. I need to get five. Yes, yeah. now that you have a PlayStation, you can uh, play that Street Fighter Five exclusive. That's true. Sony's That's been true. holding on to, but uh, still, I don't want to say overcomplicated, but you cannot walk into that game and expect to win, especially if you're playing yeah. anybody online. Uh, yeah. Like that's when I learned that uh, the game had passed me by, and uh, I was being beaten by uh, 12-year-olds in Korea uh, on yep. Street Fighter Four. I was like, nope, I think oh. I'm just going to go back to the single-player campaign. Yep. All the frame I, counters. Yeah, oh my god! Yes. I, I I read about that. Like I, I'll get on uh, on uh, on Reddit or whatever, and people are talking about like hit do this on frame three of this move, and it's like, how the fuck are you counting? It's sixty <laughs> frames a second. How are you seeing it that fast? Yes, it shouldn't be possible. Yeah, super soldiers. Super soldiers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're, they jack in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now what, what I'm actually curious about is where fighting games are going to go mm. when everything becomes VR or augmented reality. Oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah. And that's a good question. Yeah, because, Jay, you're, you're very much into VR and have been using it as kind of a, 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 your, your, your gym supplement, right? You've kind lost, of, yeah. lost a yeah, ton my, of weight this past workout. year. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. your, your workout mm-hmm. regimen. Would you see yourself in a Ready Player One style uh, suit in the future, like uh, virtually fighting playing virtual I could, fighter i could see something like that yeah, yeah. I, I definitely could i've i've thought about there's there's like this um uh thing what's it called natural natural locomotion that you can put trackers on your your feet and on your waist yeah. and so it'll actually track your body in in virtual reality from that point because you've got the things on your hands already and your head is already there um and and i've thought about you know getting like the the treadmill treadmill type things where oh, they've yeah. got these ones that are um it's almost like a dome shape like a concave uh dome shape yes i've seen that and you can you can walk around in, in 360 degrees on it with uh i don't know i guess you have to have special shoes on because they have to be slick enough to go on the dome because it doesn't actually have moving parts but i can i can absolutely see that coming at some point Oh, I mean, there, there's um, uh, one that I know Joe can attest to is Creed. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. You know, based off the movie, it's a boxing game. And there's another one called Thrill of the Fight that uh, is another, it's another boxing game. Hmm. And they actually work really well in, in hmm. VR. So I could totally see something like a, a full-on fighting game, like a Street Fighter style huh type of fighting game. The whole point of those it. games, though, is that the characters are doing things that aren't humanly possible. So it'd be yeah. difficult to see, uh, or, or interesting to see how they would try to translate that 
uh, your movements yeah. into uh, fatalities. But, but I mean, if you if you think about it, like there there's um, Skyrim is got a VR, okay, and you know you can you can do magic and stuff in Skyrim, so that's kind of that same type of deal. And uh, like Half Life, Alex has their the gravity gloves where you can actually reach out and grab things and pull them towards you uh, from you know far off on the screen. Get over here. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I could I could totally see this working with a with a fighting game. Oh, uh, interesting. I kind of want to see that now. I, I kind of do too. <laughs> I've seen I've seen some some companies are actually working on like vests and stuff to to wear that actually have haptic feedback in them. Wow, that will be how I die. You'll, yeah. you'll find <laughs> an old geriatric guy laying on the floor with a haptic vest. Right, on. <laughs> I could have been a contender. <laughs> Got beat to death by his own vest. Yeah. <laughs> His heart literally like ripped out of his chest. <laughs> Why would they even build that feature into it? <laughs> Man, realism. Uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> One more thing I wanted to talk about. Um, now that uh, arc- arcades are kind of back, but uh, in not really, yeah, not really, right? Not in the way they were in yeah. the '90s, uh, and and not They're really very much boutique now. Exactly, not dominated by Pre-cage. fighting games the way they yeah. used to be. Uh, it's still there to be sure. Uh, but the realm of fighting games has has moved uh, into the home, right? So yeah. we all fight each other online, uh, or we're playing the sim- single player campaigns. I want to ask: Do you guys have dedicated hardware joysticks? Have you ever bought a dedicated fighting stick for your home console? Oh no, no, nope, no. Uh, well, I did on the on the original NES. I had a uh, ah, well, it was called count. the NES Advantage, but yeah, it it, it doesn't really count, but. I, I've actually seen, and I, I think I sent you a a, a link to it. The eight yeah. bit dough makes a, a fighting stick, and I'm really considering picking it up just because I don't know. I like fighting games, so yeah, I've kind of wanted one for a while, but I haven't really wanted to either be locked into one ecosystem. And I, I'm not gonna want to get one of the crazy ones that's like five hundred dollars, no, but something that's, that's like eighty bucks, I might, yeah, I might be able to you know, throw that down. That's how much most wireless controllers cost anyway. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Good tech controller will run you 60 to 70 bucks. Yep. Absolutely. Jason, what about you? you have a dedicated fighting stick? Nope. nope. No, no dedicated fighting stick. Just a, just a good old Microsoft controller. Uh, <laughs> that you, you know, didn't pay it, for, right? We, we learned that in right. our last episode <laughs> that you were on. Yeah. Jason does not pay for his Microsoft products. They're bequeathed yeah. to him. No, I'm, I might. I, I have considered getting one of the elites, uh, oh. but but I I, I have severe uh, apprehensions about paying 175 dollars for. I cannot justify that a, a joystick. It's just yeah. I, I I haven't found anything that I have doesn't do. <laughs> yeah, I mean i've I've got my I've got my Steam controller, and that you know it, it does everything that i want it's got the back buttons on it it's got the track pads which i love because you can play mouse and keyboard games with it oh yeah by using that it, it's not it's not limited to just controller based games I've, um, I've heard that uh, that is a very good controller that's one of the things that oh, yeah. they really did right yeah yeah and i i'm i'm hoping that they make a version too i know they they discontinued it but i'm really hoping that that was just a uh, kind of a, a fluke, a Valve move. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Valve. Valve has a, a history of of kind of doing things their own way, mm-hmm. and I could see them being like, "Well, we're going to discontinue the Steam controller," and then ten years later, it's like, "Hey, here's another Steam controller." It's like, 
<laughs> yes. Google will buy Steam, uh, and they will incorporate oh, that controller, oh, and it'll be an Arcadia. Uh, what is it? A Stadia. Stadia, Stadia controller. Oh, part of the Stadia. I'm, I'm hearing that they're. I'm hearing that they're already talking about Stadia. dumping Stadia. Oh, really? Yep. I hope Google does not get a hold of Steam. Please, that God, no, no. Tragedy. Fucking please, God, no. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I, I did drop a couple of hundred dollars uh, for a fighting stick. Although to be fair, it has two. Um, it's the I think it's uh, I don't know, it's not called X Games, but uh, whatever company makes uh, the, the tank stick is what it's called, and it's basically it's about yay long, a few feet. It's got the Street Fighter Two configurations, two joysticks, six buttons, some extra buttons. It's basically, and it's all USB plugs into whatever emulator you want. It's basically recognized nice. as like a mouse and keyboard. So you program into what buttons uh, that, that would correspond on the keyboard. And uh, yeah, man, it works great. I use, um, what is it, Open Emu for uh, yes. the Mac, which is my favorite emulator. It's got yep. all the cores, and it works uh, with all your favorite fighting games. And there's just something, I know you're happy with the D-pad, but um, it is completely different for me. There's something very visceral about a fighting game and being able to have that joystick and the buttons and the way you control for me that's that's part of the experience uh, of a fighting game and um as much as the street fighter game on uh, super nintendo was was a, a pretty good translation it never felt right especially when you had to use those trigger buttons as uh, buttons five and six yeah, i always kind of found yeah. myself like moving my hand so i i, I do enjoy a, a a proper joystick for a, for a proper fighting game experience it's hard to pound on a controller like you'd pound on a that's right. Yeah. Joystick. Yes. Yeah. Although yeah. Uh, also difficult to throw a joystick across the room yeah. <laughs> when you've paid two hundred dollars for it uh, and it weighs twenty five pounds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, any other honorable mentions? I feel like we've gone through all of the the fighting game staples. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think we've we've kind of covered the the gamut here. Yeah. I mean, I guess we never mentioned Tekken, but. I don't know. I never oh, got into Tekken. Good. That's a good point. Yeah, Tekken's huge. Uh, any Tekken players here on the panel? I, I played Tekken. I played yeah. a bit of Tekken. Tekken. I never really got a, like really into it, but I have played a few. I, I never understood where Tekken uh, differentiated itself from the others. Well, it seemed like it was a it was a combination between virtual virtual fighter and street fighter. Right. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. you know, in the early days, they were you know the the lower polygon. Mm -hmm. uh but you know they they still had you know where virtual fighter didn't have any of the special moves really uh you know this one did um yeah. and i mean you know they're on what tekken six i think seven i think seven yeah is it seven yeah. oh wow uh i think the last one i played was five and you know it was it was fun um uh if you hadn't played any of the others and you had only played the original tekken or tekken 2 um, there was a little bit of difference behind it, oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed Tekken. Yeah, I know there's Good a lot call, of fans. Jay. Yeah, people love their Tekken. Well, uh, fighting games I don't think are going away anytime soon, especially with another Mortal Kombat on the way. And as Jay mentioned earlier, a Mortal Kombat movie that is sure to span another franchise. Maybe we'll get another Street Fighter movie. Uh, if so, we'll we'll be talking about it here on this podcast. Uh, but hopefully for now, better than the last two. Hopefully, it can't be much worse because uh, <laughs> boy, is that a stinker! Uh, leave Jean Claude yeah. Van Damme out of the uh, the next yeah. one. You know, there's there's a game we didn't talk about, the Street Fighter the movie 
video game. That's right. Which the was based game. on Street Fighter the movie, which was a, ga- a movie based on the game Street Fighter. Man, you want to talk about uh, snake eating its own tail. Just <laughs> right? amazing. And what a piece of crap that game was. <laughs> it was weird because they tried to do what Mortal Kombat did where they took uh, photographs, stills of the actors in their garb uh, and turned them into a fighting game. But uh, that is not what people signed up for. Uh, when you play no. Street Fighter. So, yeah, that one no. can uh, remain in the dustbin of history. Uh, so, yeah, fighting games, they'll always hold a special place in my heart, especially Street Fighter 2. Uh, the memories of being in the arcade and uh, and, and playing against uh, actual humans, actual people, and the camaraderie that was built uh, and the many quarters that were spent on uh, all of our <laughs> fighting game favorites. Uh, listeners, go to our Facebook page or uh, find us on Twitter and tell us uh, what your favorite fighting games are. If we missed one, we didn't talk about one, you can drop it in the comments on our page on uh, 16-Bit Gladiators and also our Twitter handle, which is at 16-Bit Gladiators. Of course, uh, if you want to subscribe to our podcast, if you're not already a subscriber, anything else you want to find out about this here podcast, you're going to find it on our website, which is 16bitgladiators.com. We've got handy little subscribe buttons. You can subscribe through Apple Podcasts or Spotify or uh, your favorite podcasting app of choice, all there on 16bitgladiators.com. All right, um, next week, today's topic kind of dovetails nicely because we'll be talking about uh, movie adaptations of video games, video games that have been adapted into movies. We've already mentioned a couple on this podcast. Uh, there are several more where that came from, all to varying degrees of quality. Uh, so uh, tune in next week where we're going to be talking about movie adaptations of video games, uh, good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Guys, uh, anybody have anything to plug? Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, I keep talking about wanting to do my my playthrough of the yeah. 35th anniversary for Zelda stuff. And I know this coming Sunday, which will be the Sunday before this comes out, mm-hmm. uh, is the actual 35th anniversary of ah. the launch of Zelda. So maybe it's finally um, the time, huh? So, yeah, I'm thinking I think I may I think I may actually do some streaming this Sunday. Now, what, where are you going to start? Um I'm kind of thinking Skyward Sword just because that's kind of the start of the the actual timeline well, for the franchise. But, but you can't do it now, now that we have a, a Switch Skyward Sword. Right, the Switch version coming out. Coming so in the summer. I may, I may do um, Link to the Past, or I may do Ocarina of Time in Ooh, that case. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, I don't know if you guys watched that uh, Nintendo Direct, but uh, when I saw that, that lead developer from uh, Zelda show up, and he's wearing the Zelda shirt, and I'm like, yeah. oh, "Here we go, Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. Here's the announcement. I was, I was waiting for it. We're gonna get I, was a trailer. I wasn't getting my hopes up, but I was waiting. We're for gonna it. get a release date, and what's the first thing he says? Uh, we're still gonna need a little more time on that. We don't have any news today. We'll have some news later this later year. This year is what yeah. he says, which probably means no Breath of the Wild 2 in 2021, right? Yeah. I'm I'm still I'm still holding out just the slightest bit of hope oh. just because it's been oh, you know, it's been two years so, now so they, young. since they've announced it and they were already working on it prior because it was going to be yeah. DLC for the first one. That's right. So there's a possibility still. Oh, so naive, Jay. <laughs> You're like Charlie Brown, and they're like Lucy with that football, just fucking pulling it out from <laughs> underneath you. It, it, it seriously, it's like I've I've been a Nintendo fan for coming up on basically 40 years yeah. now. And I'm used to this happening every single time. And I still hold out just the slightest <laughs> little bit of hope. It's yep. like maybe this time, maybe. Yep. 
<laughs> yep, but probably not. And instead, we're going to get the worst uh, Zelda game translated to uh, Switch, right? <laughs> I don't know. I I, I never played uh, it, Skyward Sword, but uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it. I wasn't I wasn't so much a fan of the motion controls, right? And it wasn't that I wasn't a fan of the motion controls themselves. It was I wasn't a fan of how hit or miss they could be. Yeah, you, could, you know, you you were constantly having to recalibrate the controller. And... I gotta say, I, I do like how they're translating that into the Switch controller, where now the right analog stick just kind of becomes the de facto. Uh, sort of you push up and he slices up. You push diagonal, and he slices diagonal. Uh, so maybe yep. it'll little be little be uh, be a little easier to control when that gets released yeah. in the summer. But uh, yeah, we'll have to wait a few months. So uh, when you start your your Zelda streaming, uh, where can people find you, Jay, on Twitch? Uh, it'll be on. I guess I could. I guess I could probably stream it on 16-bit Gladiators, but I could also uh, do it on 16-bit Cerberus. Mm-hmm. And just uh, host it on 16 bit gladiators if you want to watch it there. Either way, yeah, I'll I'll probably tune in because uh, I, I I do want to relive a lot of those Zelda games. This is a good year to to celebrate it. Uh, and yes. uh, we'll, we'll have to cu- have an episode coming up then uh, to talk nice. about our favorite Zelda games, but not next week. Next week, movie adaptations. Ralph, what about you? Where can people find you on the socials? Oh, they can't. <laughs> nice. I love it. I have very little presence. Well, good. Well, thank you for sharing your presence then here on today's episode where we're talking fighting games. Uh, you were great, man. Great having you on. You were welcome back anytime uh, to share your opinions. And uh, Jay, it was a pleasure having you here. Love to be here. Jason, thanks for uh, gracing us with your presence again and your fighting game opinions. Absolutely. Always glad to be a part of it. Nice. And uh, listeners, we will see you again next week here on the 16-Bit Gladiators. Thanks, guys. Hadouken. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.